Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. The world in 2022 is a dark and miserable place. So here, we want to bring you a little bit of joy and a little bit of light. So once again, I'm Bradley. I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing, Stu? Pretty good. Uh, the world is pretty light uh, in literal terms at the moment in the UK. It's very sunny and that always lifts my spirits. Uh, not that I'm not in a generally good mood anyway but it's uh, particularly nice at the moment so yeah enjoying staying in and working and then doing games instead of going out into the sunshine yeah i'm gonna do that thing where i go it's too hot oh yeah 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 that one you've got to really i don't like it i don't like the heat <laughs> i don't mind it as long as it's dry i hate humidity and because we've got a kind of weird climate where we we get a lot of heat in the summer and then a lot of wet. It tends to go that way. But at the moment, I'm not moaning. It's nice. No, uh, if you don't like it, the Tories always put you on a plane to Rwanda. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, deserve to be extradited. Yeah. It's funny seeing, um, like, obviously the plane got grounded, and rightfully so. So people were taken off the flight and had no one's been deported yet. And um, obviously quite a few uh known faces so like Nish Kumar and uh, Shappy Kossandi um, I think Frankie Boyle as well like comedians all came out and went this is good news this is really good we're not deporting human beings and got absolutely torn for it by the right wing media um, which is really interesting and the di- language the different languages you hear so people are talking about it's good we're not sending people to Rwanda against their their, their wishes and then on the other side, all you're hearing is is people just referred to as illegals. Which is yeah. kind of like, ah. Uh... Step one in the right-wing playbook, dehumanise the people that you're talking about, and then convince the British public that those are the ones causing all the problems and that there'd be no trouble if we got rid of all those people. Yeah, because homelessness would be sorted in an instant because all the homes that are suddenly be available... Oh, yeah. It's all wrong. Oh, dear. So many more resources. So yeah. many more resources. You need to go out, you gather them. Once you gather enough resources, you craft them, and away you go. Mm. There's do another you medium. feel something coming along? I do, yeah. There's another medium where that's applicable, I think, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's almost like something you do in video games. Ah, uh-huh, there we are. There we uh, are. There, there we, we are. are. Um, I'm like... The Todd, but instead of like innuendo, I could do, I could turn anything into video games. You can, yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, I want to know what what generation do you not know who the Todd is? I don't know who the Todd. Who's the Todd? The Scrubs, Scrubs, the Todd. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Yeah, of course, but it's like there's got to be a generation now where Scrubs is like a cut off because I still look at Scrubs and go, I oh, proper modern comedy that. Because <laughs> um, we're binge watching it all again, just for something to do in the evenings, like while we're waiting for the kids to go to bed. It's like watching, and it's like, oh my god, the originals were in a four-three aspect ratio. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, old. Yeah. It was early two thousands. It's twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Even even millennials would think it was like quite old. I am a millennial. I think eighty-one. Oh yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I look at it and go, that's quite a modern thing. And then realising, oh, bugger, it's not. But what I must say, the soundtrack is absolutely banging. 
It's great, that isn't it? Series. Oh, yeah, yeah. You kind of forget how good that was. It's same as like Chuck. Did you ever watch Chuck? Do you know I didn't? No. Oh, you should. You really oh, should. The, music, the soundtrack in that alone is worth it. Excellent. But you know what this else? Is really off track. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else is also really worth it sometimes? Video games. I was going to say Davey Ginnerler because he's worth it. But yeah, sure. Why not? L'Oreal. L'Oreal video games about God, makeup and stuff. Oh wow, oh, that was an dear. old old reference. Yeah. Mm. I I don't I don't know what we're doing. So talk t- talk about a video game, Stu. Talk about a video oh, game. Right. I'll rescue Save us. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll rescue <laughs> us. So, as promised, on last... TV. no, go. Just Stop go. it. Stop. So, as referenced last week, I've been playing Mario Strikers because it arrived like five minutes before the podcast. So now we're like a week behind. So we're recording this on like Thursday the sixteenth and. You know, by the time you listen to this, it'll have been released for a week. But it doesn't really matter, because it's only Mario Strikers, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Brad and I have gone on for ages and ages and ages about having alternate sports games that are a bit more arcade lighter, not Sims, all of that sort of stuff. Finally, we get one, and it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's not brilliant. It's, it's fun enough. It's very, very lightweight. Like, you know, it just, it feels like something, when you were past the era of great arcade soccer games, footy games, when they started to be 3D and then other other companies, and then, well, yeah, not other companies, but EA and the likes would be like, okay, well, we're not doing NBA Jam as our main line, but we'll have like NBA Street, which we'll chuck as a, you know, as a little sop to the people who like things a little bit faster. And it's like that, really, because the core gameplay is really good. It's not very fun. It's not very footy-like. It's basically like basketball, but with a great big net, I would say. Yeah. It's even got a yeah. It's even got a mechanic where you can score a goal that's worth two goals <laughs> in it. That's like one of the main things, because it's that, and apologies to any Americans in the audience, but that American thing of it's too boring if you, only, if you can have nil score draws and if um, you can win one nil and all of this, and if you can't turn things around at the last second with a, a dramatic thing that puts you in front and all of that. So, yeah, it's got that built into it, really. It's impossible. It's impossible not to get scored on, and they try and make it impossible for you to get too far behind. Um, anyway, that's that's a an important part, but a bit of a minor part. It, like the main gameplay is, you've got through balls and you've got, you know, you've got decent passing abilities. There are buffs for if you do like perfect passes, which is pressing, you know, pass really quickly when you're receiving the ball and stuff like that. You know, very much as you'd expect from an arcadey title, and it's got some pickups that you get that either randomly or periodically drop on the pitch that you can pick up and they have all the regular stuff like banana skins, red shells, green shells, mushrooms, stars, all of that. And they all have, you know, effects that you'd expect. So, you know, the the mushroom speeds you up for a period of time and the green shells smacks people over. They're not great, to be honest. They're not brilliant. Um, there's not much variety in them. They're all about knocking the opponent over, but really pretty much bar the speed up thing. Yeah. Uh, the the accuracy of shooting and stuff is is there a little bit. Um, the they lose a lot of nuance because 
you're allowed to foul. Like, fouling is part of the game. which And that is very much like NBA Jam, where you could get away with pretty much any kind of tackle unless it was, you know, flatly punching some other player in the face. And it's encouraged, and that's fine, because it's an arcade game. Yeah. But the only problem is it's split into kind of like you've got your technical players who've got really good skills, you've got your speedy players, which speaks for itself, and you've got your great big tanks and the problem is that because you can foul as much as you like and because there's a dedicated tackle button which is a foul button it leans in favor of being a brawl so it's much more like speedball in that in that way yeah so you can you can build your team up to be a great technical team but you may as well make sure you've got plenty of bruisers in there and the technical AI, when you're playing against the computer, is a bit naff, and they tend to rely on just bruisers knocking you over. So, as a one-player experience, it's a bit limited there, and it doesn't have very many stadia. I think there are only, like, four, and there's only a handful of cups, and then they just get progressively more difficult. But there aren't, and what I would expect and want from a single-player experience in this kind of a game is weird pitches. So, you know, some that are bumps, some that have got sand pits, some that have got things that suck you in, you know, Mario-esque style things, warp pipes, you know, bouncy pads that fling you into the air. I would like to see all of that sort of stuff brought in. Um, yeah. Also, I would like the power-ups to be better and to have different effects. Um, you know, I'd like to see, like, you get a mushroom and become giant and see what that does to the game, you know, and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. But it feels very, very slim and very slight. So it's fine in an NBA Jam-style grab a few mates and play it as a single-player experience. It's absolutely fine, but it's a five-minute do-and-done, really. You know, you're done in a day with everything that it has to show you and unless you're going to play online or with your family you know you're probably best selling it on it sounds like it seems to be a problem that a lot of the recent mario sports titles have had where they've not lent enough into the mario side of stuff and they've kept too much within the actual sports side of stuff now i know there's one of the big complaints levied at um uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, that it's just the golf courses. Whoop de doo. I can play golf courses. If I really wanted to play a good golf course game, you've got everybody's golf. Um, you know, it, it, you've got that there. Um, so you want Mario Golf to, to lead into the Mario side of it. And I get they tried to do this whole sprinting thing, but it just it wasn't enough. They didn't lean enough into that. And again, the, the golf courses were themselves tedious. I think it's the same with Mario Tennis. It was just, it, they were yeah, okay, I can play these in a normal tennis game. It's not doing enough. And it sounds like they've done the same with, with this. I think the Mario Strikers on the GameCube was one I really, really enjoyed. But I kind of want it to move on from that. Especially well, with yeah. Football games have this major issue and they've never been able to escape it. That in a football game, one type of player, if you've got to be your team, is always going to be dominant. So for FIFA, it's always the speedy player. It's always dominant. Yeah. So if you've got a player with a good rate of speed, they're always, you, you're pretty much guaranteed a chance on goal. And it doesn't matter what you do, technical-wise, tactics-wise, or anything, rather than having those subtle differences, 
Uh, and it's a shame because, you know, you could hope that you could balance a game like uh, like Mario Strikers better for fun than the likes of FIFA does. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. When you're picking up something that is making up its own rules as it goes along, you know, why not? I, you know, it's kind of in... I think it's only got the word football in the PAL regions against it. So yeah. it's called, you know, Battle League Football here. But I think over in the rest of the world, it's just, or particularly in North America, it's just Battle League and Strikers. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't mention football because it isn't really. It's whatever you want it to be. It's it's a basically, you know, a, it's yeah, Speedball 2 kind of a thing. Yeah. And why not just go, okay, well, do what we did with, with Smash Brothers, where, you know, we use these characters, but we just build this engine that's all sorts of things in all sorts of different ways and like you said just going back to what you did on the GameCube 20 years ago and making minor adjustments or Mario Tennis or Mario Golf or whatever yeah no one's no one's really going to get excited for that and that's all fine if it was twenty four ninety nine, but it's it's a full price game and it's a yeah. bit of a piss take for that and it's a Nintendo full price game so it's yeah. not going to drop in Fifth. price yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like forty quid for me, and it'll stay around that price pretty much forever. But at least you'll get most of your money back if you decide to shift it on. That's, that's always that side. bonus, and that's why I never, I, <laughs> I never buy them as digital unless they're like cheapy indies. Because yeah, yeah. I've got to get, I've got to claw back some of that cash. But it's a shame because I think when you look at how to do a take a sport like football and do it right. As much as I'm done with Rocket League now because I hit a skill ceiling and the best players online have gone way above that now. So I feel like I'm not skillful enough to get much out of it anymore. That's how you take football and do something different with it and make it interesting. And then what they started doing was adding these like proof of concept style levels. So there was like a basketball version added to it. There was a version where the floor would gradually be taken away and, and stuff like that. There was an ice hockey version. And they keep doing it like there was other levels where it wasn't just goals at each end. There was like like L-shaped things or there was like things you had to go around to get to the goal and, and stuff like that. So I, I, you know, that's the template. I think how you could take a known sport and do something different with it. I don't, if I want to play a simulation football game or an arcade football game, or a simcade football game, sorry, then fine, make that. I don't want that for my Mario Sports titles, which is, they should yeah. love it because it's one of the reasons that um, Mario Hoops 3 on 3 failed because it was too much like basketball. And it was too much, but it was a tactics game, and they leaned too much into the basketball, the, the tactics. And yeah. that made it was just nothing. And it seems to be they can't get out of that trap at the moment, which is a shame because I love the Mario Sports titles of the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, as I say, I think a lot of it would be solved if it was just a, you know, a half price title, pretty much. And then you know what yeah. you're getting. Um, but if it's going to be full price, tri- thought of as AAA, it needs to be a lot, a lot better. Yeah. So, actually, keeping in theme, then I've been playing a sports title. Oh. Um, but if you could guess the sort of sports title I could play, if I added the words deck building, roguelike in front of the in front of it, you kind of get where I might be going. Well, um, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. No. Uh, because anything can become a roguelike deck building game these days. Yeah. Um, for better or worse. And thankfully, Golfy 
is a for better. Ah. Now, I first came across this a little while back, played the demo um, on one of the Steam Next Fests, I think, and didn't get on with it. Really struggled to get on with it. But I got a code for it and went, you know what, I'm going to give this another go. And whatever changes they've made is all in the back end, but it's worked. Um, so essentially what you've got is mini golf. So they could, they've got basically balls to the wall, let's have fun with courses. Um, so some are grass, some are not, some are all kinds of different terrain. There's trees in some, some are floating in space. Um, you have to go across gaps. I think one's like on a desert island where um, there's like, I think like uh, palm trees and a, a, a jetty and, and all things like that going on. And basically, you start off at the start of a hole and you get these different types of shots that are given to you via cards you play the card and one card might be a curve shot for example and that means you take your shot and it curves round so you use that to get around obstacles but you might come to a massive gap and then what you might have is a, a, you're hoping to then get a card that says a jump shot but a jump shot alone won't be enough to get over the gap. So you're hoping in your deck, you've also been dealt a glider, which you get up with your jump shot, play your glider, and then you kind of, that takes it the rest of the way to the other part of the course. And then you go and you putt. So it's got these nice little elements that you build up. You die, you go back to the start, that's the roguelike side of it. But I think the deck building side of it just works so, so well. Um, in ways that I just didn't think it would. Uh, the, the abilities are... Some, first of all, you look at the abilities within the game and you go, I don't know, is these just there for the sake of it? But then you actually start working out how they work together and then you use them in different ways. and It's just so well put together. It's still in early access as well. So there's more improvements they can make. They're quite active. They're, they're taking to... Um, Twitter and Discord and taking in suggestions. Um, you know, there's a really good one that adds, like, super speed to your shot and stuff like that. And uh, That means it'll, you know, if you've got a, you almost want to brute force it through an area, get your angle right and use, the, the like, the the, uh, the speed card and it'll get through with extra. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can... There's, there's one that I can't quite work out how to use it where you can, like, inflate your ball. And that is obviously got a use, but I've not come across the actual good use for it. There's like a sticky card, so you can stop it dead somewhere if you need to. And there's just all these little things that it does that just makes this a really interesting game. It's got a ton of character to it as well. As I said, it's almost a total opposite of what you've been getting with the Nintendo sports games. Uh, because it's golf, sure, but it's not golf. And that was exactly what you were talking about. And you know, what I was saying is that yeah, you need that. If you're going to break away and you're going to make something that's arcadey, just going back to the standard of the past isn't good enough. You, you do need to think, okay, well, you know, what makes this stand out? What What is it that's going to add something really, really good to it? And although I don't often sort of champion the roguelike genre very much, doing this as a deck building roguelike is actually a pretty good idea. I mean, that's kind of... In the same in the same way, Metal Gear Acid was, yeah, you know, in that it's like, oh well, you don't bother making a roguelike where most of it is stealth. It's like, aha, but we're gonna, <laughs> you know, and see, you know, it was really, really good. So, yeah, yeah, this is this is good. I like it. 
Yeah, and I can, to be honest, I can imagine this format, like they've done with Golfie, I'm almost hoping to see copycats of this in other sports. Because I can see... I mean, if you've ever played like a Captain Sabasa, that's different. That does football differently. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a full-on visual novel, turn-based battler rather than a football game. But it has this amazing football shell to it. Um, and it just works really well. So I could see something like a golfy system where it's a, a roguelike football game with deck build elements. I can see that, that, you know, the game almost semi plays itself, but then you've got to play certain cards at certain times and, and stuff like that. I could see it working, maybe not football, maybe like basketball or ice hockey or something like that, or even like uh, lacrosse, try, try a different sport. But I could see these different things they could do with these different mechanics. And for that reason, I really hope that golfy becomes a success because it, it's so far what I've played of it. And again, it's only an early access, so I've not tried to spend like to complete the game. I just still want to get a feel for it before it's proper release. It's absolutely nailed it because it's very, very difficult to say, do you know what? I'm not going to play this anymore until release because I kind of want to continue playing it already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think, yeah, in a wider way, the, that kind of the art of doing things for the arcade in an arcade style is sort of lost or it's certainly lost in the AAA market and if you're doing it in a as an indie studio it's it's much more difficult and by that I mean yeah. like if you think of you know you think of like Super Monkey Ball for example which is very much in that kind of you know almost like a, a fake sport that they've designed well again you're almost looking at a golf game with Super Monkey Ball in many yeah. ways yeah, precisely. Yeah, and all of its mini games were kind of like sports based. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's got physics in it. It's a sports game sort of a thing. And you because they're not being produced for the AAA market really anymore, like a game like Monkey Ball wouldn't come out today as a fresh IP. It just wouldn't, not as a AAA. Um, no, definitely not. Yeah. And, and without that backing behind it, without that money and time, and your cream of your development crop being put on it, you are kind of, you know, you're left with. I don't. Know, it sounds really disparaging. I don't mean it in a disparaging way, but it, but indie developers doing it, who don't have the time or resources or whatever, and so yeah, good stuff comes out of that. But it, yeah, you'd you'd like it to go back to a lot of time and resource being put into these things. But anyway. Oh, Enough yeah, of I that. Golfy see... sounds good. <laughs> it is, it is. But you kind of make a really good point because what I want to see AAA do now and what AAA for me has always been about before we got into what it is now was someone in a bedroom somewhere will make a really good idea. It'll be fun, but it'll be flawed. And then a big Nintendo or a Sony or someone come along and go, okay, this is how it will be with all the extra funds, time and effort put into it. And that's, yeah, we've got away from that because I can imagine this, like, you know, in the past, like Nintendo coming and taking Golfie and going, right, okay, look at how Mario spin on this. And it being absolutely outstanding. But that's just not happening anymore. Um, and that's yeah. a shame. It's, it's good in many ways. It means the indie games are standing out. But I, I, I still want to move past where we're talking about indie games and AAA games. Um, where you know for, it, it, we're at a position where some people look at indie games as a disparaging term 
And then others, and I'll put myself in this, I look at AAA now as a disparaging turn. If someone says to me, oh, I'll play this latest AAA game, I'll be like, okay, caveat time, what's wrong with it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. other people go, oh, it's an indie game. What are the graphics like? How does it play? What's better? What's it remind you of? And it's kind of like, no, the indie games are the innovative games, and that's where it should be. And that's I don't want it being like that. I just want to enjoy games again. And we only had a period, I reckon, between I reckon 2014 and 2016, 17, where games crossed over and almost had that perfect meld of you just played games and it didn't matter where they were from. Yeah, I agree. It needs that push from the bigger companies. And I think that you know, why there was the indie explosion in the first place was... The, the 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 ever online permanently online consoles coming out you know the 360 and lesser extent the PS3 and them going okay we've got access to the customers we've got access to their wallets 24 seven we need to put content out that they're going to pay for and so we'll have you know Microsoft Studios and GameWorks or whatever promoting buying uh, and producing lots and lots of indies and then because they were doing that they had a higher visibility and they started to cross over and then they got really big and so you had that in like 2003 or whatever 2005 and then you know like you said not again until like 2014 and it's kind of a little bit cyclical but you would hope that there's enough lessons learned and that things are getting to the mainstream i don't think we can discount how big an impact covid has had i think it's made yeah I, i think it's made development very shy uh very trammeled very i mean you only need to look at the fact that of this last of us part one remake coming out of how scared they are to put any money into anything new so yeah that's had a big impact but it'll all come around again hopefully oh it will and you, what the very good point you almost you you touch upon there is nintendo seem to be imploded again in terms of what they what they're doing, um, yeah. I, I, they're kind of resting on their levels. Like, oh, the Switch is printing money, and they're gonna—you've you, got a feeling they're gonna do what they done with the Wii U, with the GameCube, and stuff like that. Where whatever comes next is gonna be a good idea, but they're gonna Nintendo it. Um, yeah, Sony are about uh, on obviously their odd number console screw ups. Um, bar the, the PS1, so you know it's PS3, PS5, they're screwing up. Microsoft are doing all the right things, but you just know, you know, they're due to properly screw up next time. And bizarrely, the one corporation that's looked at it all and gone, okay, our turn to stand out is Valve. Um, because <laughs> yes, they've got the Steam Deck out there, and yes, they've got their own proprietary uh, content delivery system in Steam, but they've also said, but do you know what? If you can find a way to run any game on there, go ahead. Yeah. We just want to put these in your hands because that's how we're going to make our money. Um, and they've gone, what? Yeah, of course, if you want to run Xbox games on there via Game, game Pass and they've made a way for you to... Of course. Off you go. We don't mind. Even if it stops you buying certain games. Because yeah. they, they seem to be going on a consumer first. Whenever a company steps out and goes, let's go consumer first for a bit, they make all their money. And then they go, oh, corporation time. And it's just like, just stop making that mistake. Because you get your success on on consumer-first approaches, such as, you know, Valve reducing a really reduced-price Steam Deck. I mean, because before that, what was you looking at? Over a £1,000 nearly for something equivalent? 
handheld. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, you know, they've changed the market. Microsoft with the Game Pass have changed the market. And Microsoft really showed the head where they tried to pop the prices up and change it. And people went, do one. And they went, oh, okay, sorry about that. Maybe it's too early to make that. But you yeah. just know they're going to try again down the line. And it's just like, let's just stop making those mistakes. Stop getting greedy. And you'll actually get more probably money coming in. Uh, but yeah, ran over. Golf is a really good game. Works really well on the Steam Deck, by the way. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, no. I, that, really good points there. Yeah, really good points. And I think, yeah, what happens is uh, with this sort of, it's not less. It's less cyclical than it is like waves crashing on a shore. So it's kind of like yeah. the the tide comes in, and it's like, oh, we if we're consumer first, we'll make more money, and then they like that produces several franchises that are mega hits and then the tide goes back out and they're like we're just going to rely on our mega hits you know and yeah. that's i'm not going to preach to anyone because there's loads of people most people out there probably know business better than i do but the thing to pick out is what you said and that's the switch and the nintendo because they have done nothing they are like they brought out odyssey at, at the beginning of of the console's life and they brought out breath of the wild and since then, it's it's pretty much been that gift from Pulp Fiction, you know, of Vincent Vega wandering around with his hands up going, where is everything, you know? Because Pokemon, yeah, it's theirs, but it's not them. And Metroid Dread was theirs, but it's not them. ARMS was early on. Mario Kart 8 was on Wii U. Um you know, God, pretty much everything. There's, there's nothing. Splatoon was like great, but early. You know, and since then, and now the they last... just go back to the Splatoon well again, and Smash Brothers well again. They're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to be honest, I just... it's a really good point actually, because when I looked at what games do I want to like try and dump from the Switch and put onto the Steam Deck to carry on playing, I actually looked and just went, oh, there's not actually many that I actually want to take that are exclusive to the switch so yeah. hyrule warriors again not nintendo i was like okay i want to i want to play that so I'll, I'll pop that on there i'll dump that and i'll play that super mario i want to see obviously you said goes without saying really uh, but even looked at mario kart and went do you know what nah it's good like but nah i don't need that on my switch on my, on my steam deck to continue playing it yeah. and then most of the other stuff i was actually looking at going everything i was getting enjoyment from was indies of which 99% of them I could get on PC anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's where the Switch's massive success comes from. You know, it really does. Yeah. It does. That I mean, people buy them for, for their kids for, you know, the standout AAA Mario titles, but they keep them and they keep investing the money and they keep buying new ones and keep giving them as presents and for the, to their other kids and, you know, blah, 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 because there's tons of cheap indie games on there and that's what's kept, kept that going the way it has. But I would still, yeah. I would class it as a commercial success and an artistic failure. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that on Nintendo, Nintendo side. I mean, it's, it's just really weird because whenever the new games come out... I've gone, this is going to be really good. And then they ended up actually just feeling a little disappointed by the end. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Um, and I was looking at ones I haven't. And even then, it's Mario vs. Rabbids. It's an Ubisoft game. Yes. And I'm not going to get the yeah. sequel to that because it's an Ubisoft game. Exactly. And looking at Breath of the Wild 2, I can, from here, 
feel the executives in Kyoto shaking and quaking and worrying about putting this out as a mainline Switch title and not a Switch 2 title. They, I'm sure, I'm positive that they're going to pull every, every stop out to try and prevent it being a Switch 1 game. Like, I think it will be available on Switch 1, but I'm confident there's arguments going on that they want to make it a Switch 2 launch title. And I think that will be causing a lot of trouble as well. Possibly. Uh, remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a shot. Nintendo it's a sh- at the moment. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> they're not doing anything now. They, they was fresh with the Switch. And because they're suits, they've kind of just gone, um, oh, let's just rest on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't rock the boat when it's making a load of money. No. So, right. But back to video games themselves rather than the, the corporate side of it. Anything yeah. else you've been playing? What are you playing? Well, I've been carrying on playing Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. Wonder Labyrinth. Yep. Whatever you want to call it. Terrible title for a game. Uh, I think I'm really near the end now. I've just got a couple, I think I've just got a couple of areas to explore and then I'm done. And it's just been, yeah, great fun the entire way through I'd recommend it to anybody who likes Metroidvanias it doesn't mean I'm saying oh it's a 10 out of 10 game but it's a really really good game and when you're looking at the pantheon of of Metroidvanias I would definitely stick it in there as one of my most enjoyed titles um and apart from that, I was supposed to be coming on to talk about Neon White, which I played the demo of and we talked about quite a lot. Uh, so that's yes. the one that's like parkour, a little bit like Ghost Runner, a little bit like Mirror's Edge. Quite a lot of those titles. <laughs> and I can't wait. And I paid for it and it's due out today, but it hasn't been released yet. So I'm guessing they're doing that thing of, you know, oh, not until everybody in America has woken up are we going <laughs> to put it live. So I can't talk about it yet, so I'll talk about it. Same with uh, Turtles, is it? That's not quite I released yet. I was going to mention that as well. <laughs> so there's another one I'm buying day one. It's, it's one of most if not my most anticipated title of the year, and it's not out till tomorrow, so I have to wait another week. Yeah. If I can afford it, I'm getting it. If I, But I'm not sure I can afford it. I'm not sure I've got enough credit to, to pick it up, so yeah, I'm going to probably wait on that one. But yeah. I'd be playing other games. And first of all, I need to issue an apology, um, because this is a game I actually found out I was given a review code for nearly a year ago. <laughs> and I forgot Whoops. to cover it um, and I feel that I should cover it especially as this game on Steam only has four user reviews in the last year which is really unfortunate so it's from a, a developer and they self-publish called Walk Home Games and this is called Cardful Planning um, which is a dungeon crawling puzzle adventure game where you use um, four different card suits that each have different abilities to basically get from the start of a level to the to the gate at the end um, and it's almost like some of the levels are almost like a reverse tower defense so you're like almost the the minion that's got to get through and you're being attacked from all angles and you've got to try and avoid it um, there's various little bits in the level that help you avoid it such as like blockages and stuff like that um, but you need only certain cards that could do it so like for example like a club card can move 
elements within the level. So if you can't, if you've got some blocks on the thing, you can kind of move through and take those blocks with you at the same time, and that'll protect you from fire externally. Um, it's like the the spade. You could uh, like see an enemy like there's a few spaces away and then go at it from a distance and, and take it out um a diamond i think is like moves quicker if i remember correctly um and the heart allows you to like like flip your card i'm uh, just uh, like without having to move whereas like like so basically the way you move through the level is you like you start face up so you know what cards you've got or sort of like, or what card you're using, and as you turn, it goes face down, face up, face down, face up, and it's got to be at certain stages. It's either got to be like face up or face down to do certain different things, or to pick up certain certain needed pickups, for example. Uh, and the, like you could kind of as the game goes it gets harder and harder you use all the suits together um and it's just really good it's kind of got this almost like ascii style graphic thing to it which works really really well right. um and it's just yeah it's just really fun you know it's not great great it's not perfect but again it's just a really good curio of a game and it's a good idea uh, but it's just over a fiver as as well you know i feel almost bad that i've got this um as a review code and then i, I never actually picked it up because it like the price it's at i probably would have picked it up it like when i saw it because uh, i love just like trying these sort of like experimental games but yeah it just works really really well it's just a really good solid puzzle adventure dungeon crawling style game that deserves way more attention than the four bloody reviews it's had on steam sounds good it um, works brilliant on steam deck by the way which is why i got around to playing it nice. um, it's not verified i don't think but yeah it just works absolutely brilliantly because it's just a very simple 2d game um, nice nice and finally um this is kind of gonna be it's really solid week actually but this would be my game of the week the game of the week. The game of the week. Is a game called Apico or Apico or I don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm gonna go Apico. That I thought was gonna be one thing and turned out to be something completely different. So when I looked at the logo for Apico and saw it was like this beekeeping simulation game, I thought it was going to be done about like using like um, grids and like almost like a puzzle style game with um, well, it was, it was, it was a hexagonal he hexagons that you use to build things up. And I thought, oh, it's going to be really interesting. Whereas it's closer to being. Um, in look to like Stardew Valley or something like that in a good way. It doesn't play like Stardew Valley, but it's, it's all about basically like exploring a world and managing your, your bee colonies and, and everything like that. But um, it's like very educational in nature as well. It has a lot of information about bees, which is really interesting. It fascinated me throughout. Um, and the idea sort of behind it is like you, you run, you're a beekeeper um and you kind of um have to craft and build and stuff like that but you also breed the bees 
um, to make different types of um, like honey and, and, and stuff like that. And then sort of like you sell the honey to make more money and then you can build further. Um, and then you can sort of like make and sell like kind of like research and build up different beekeeping style products that you then sell to make money and then the bees make more or you make more and stuff like that. And you build up like that. Um and it's set on like these 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 mystical islands kind of thing, um, and again it just works. It's just like a really cozy game, and it's very very laid back, and you learn a lot from it. And it's like a, it's a game that I've got to put in maybe twenty minutes in a day, um, just because I like popping in, um, seeing how the bees are going and progressing it a little bit. Yeah. And I still feel like I've not scratched the surface, but oh, it's just a really really fun and entertaining game um, but again it's like when we were talking earlier about triple um, a things this is just this would never be made as a triple a title or even a double a title it's the indie game scene that allows this to happen uh, but yeah i really really am enjoying my time with this one cool well that does sound really good and i uh, check in my notes it looks really nice as well uh yeah. an apiary is where they uh you know where they have bee colonies. It's like the area. So, so Apico, a- did Apico? Yeah, cool. Well, I might. Um, it's got a demo, so I might download the demo and see if uh, I want to play that. Um, full yeah, time. no, I don't know if it's a permanent demo or a Steam Next Fest demo, but yeah, there is a demo for it. Yeah. And again, not Steam Deck verified. I've had no issues. Yeah, it's uh, it's really. It's really looking. It's great, isn't it? It's really looking that way now. That even if it's not verified, there's a really yeah, I good mean, chance you'll have it running. Text issues that nearly every game runs into, and until the whole thing changes, it's going to continue to be an issue. Um, but text is actually quite legible um, when you zoom in. It's not overly bright. Um, there's a couple of like option boxes and stuff that pop out where. It's like dark text on a brown background and it's the start style they've gone for, which I would rather I want them to improve from an accessibility point of view. Uh, but again, they're quite active, so they may get around to doing it. But it's not, it's one of those where it was only when I was looking back and I went, Oh yeah, they could do with improving that. So it didn't it's not totally screwed up like some games it's only that like i looked at it and just went oh yeah that could do with improving and if my eyes were at their worst then i'd probably struggle yes understood understood uh but yeah no get get that one it'd be i reckon you'll enjoy that one um even like again it's farming sims and these sort of like slice of life games i don't know what to do with them because there's so many i want to play that you need to kind of like dedicate your time to one. Um, so it's like, I've got Stardew Valley and I want to play Stardew Valley, but I want to play this. And I want like the Garden Path comes out soon, and like, you know, or next year, and I'm going to really want to play that. But they're all time sinks, like in short bursts. And if I just go, oh, it's only 20 minutes each one a day, that's an hour gone. And that's, does that then put something else to the wayside? Yeah. And so I, I don't know um, how you pick which one you're going to play. But I think with these, you need to stick to one. Um, but then you've got to play the, like, they all deserve your time. They all deserve your money. It's so such a weird <laughs> situation with this genre. Yeah, no, it's really strange, isn't it? When you, you get them all at once. Yeah, that's such a shame. But yeah, that's it for games. Have you got any other games? No, no, nothing else. 
nothing you played for fun well that's what um, Wonder Labyrinth was really uh, other uh, than that yeah we've been playing a lot of Mario Strikers uh, I will be talking next week about uh, uh, this game but just want to point out um, a game that will need to come with a health warning as it releases is Grindstone on the uh, PC oh, um, addictive is it <laughs> I've played it on Switch. It was really good, um, and I've got a I've got a review code for the the Steam version. So of course, Steam Deck absolutely perfect on the Steam Deck. And do you know what? That extra what is it? Less than an inch screen size or an inch screen size just makes it just so much more playable. Uh, um, it's like it's because I'm not squinting as hard, and I can see things that bit better. Um, and it's just yeah, it's I, you know I'm technically technically at the moment the best grindstone player in the world on pc nice nice now to be fair there's only two three of us playing that have done the <laughs> daily grind but i'm number one yeah i was really high up on the leaderboards of death run tv when i started playing because i was an early adopter but i doubt i am now well we had um back on the game style days i think both me and adam got um uh ah. Oh, it was a curve game. I can't I really can't remember what it was called. Now it was a puzzle game, but it was it was it was really good. As my mind's just gone blank on what it what it was called. Surge. It was called, and you had to kind of link these like coloured blocks from either side of the screen using like your finger and stuff like that. And um, me and Adam were very much consistently in the top three, four people because it was like us, a couple of other reviewers and the developers. Um, and then it came <laughs> out, and then we were nowhere to be seen annihilated like i do yeah. Yeah. um it's, it's the one advantage to getting games early and reviewing is like you could got a chance if there's any achievements attached to like being somewhere in a leaderboard that's your time to get it yeah <laughs> uh but yeah really enjoy that i'll talk more about that next week because it's an absolutely fantastic game sweet uh, but that's really it for me this week. I've kind of gone, I've kind of just like moved through the week. I've got nothing really to chat about in terms of my mental health or or, or anything like that at the moment. Um, I had to go without tablets for a couple of days and that didn't go as badly as I thought. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, but I have got to get back on the chasing up the GP and the doctor for my, uh, what's happening with my referral for ADHD and stuff like that because we are now at two and a half years and I'm still not hearing back properly yet so God, that's going to be crazy. fun so such a oh, madness isn't it how long it takes and I'm not the only one unfortunately no but there yeah, aside from that all good elsewhere so I think it's just a nice positive gaming one this week Excellent. Unless you've got anything. Oh, this is me. I'm sorry. I'm very selfish. Unless there's anything you want to speak about. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. No, no. Everything's going well in my world at the moment. And most of the people around me seem to be okay. Um, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah. Take count your blessings where you can kind of a thing. Excellent. So, do you know what? Even without having to stop myself this week, I'm just going to shut up now. There we go. Excellent. So... Yeah, lots of games coming up. It feels like there's, uh, you know, we're reaching a, a peak now where there's going to be quite a few in, running into the summer season, which is nice, and we'll have all of those to talk about. But in the meantime, yeah, follow us on all the socials. Join our Discord if you feel like it. It's a great place to chat and talk, not just about mental health, but about anything you like. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane.